the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Better Life with Dr. Mary Ann Pinkston. Join Dr. Pinkston today as she teaches you how an integrative approach to health, combining holistic and contemporary medical information, can lead you to The Better Life. And now, here's your host, Dr. Mary Ann Pinkston. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Better Life with Dr. Pinkston. I am Dr. Marianne Pinkston, and back with a great episode today because everybody wants to lose weight, right? And it's such a difficult thing to do these days. I think in the past, we were able to just drop our calories a little bit, start a walking program, things would start falling off. We were looking, feeling pretty, you know, pretty good. These days, it's just not the same, and there is a reason for that. So I am going to bring you somebody that I love and care for very deeply. I'm very honored to have on because she's one of the smartest nutritionists I have ever met. She does it the right way. You know, no following those FDA, you know, little pyramids and and, uh, RDA uh, pyramids and whatnot. But uh, Laura Laval, welcome. I am so glad to have you on. Good morning. Good morning, Marianne. Thank you for having me again. I was really looking forward to this. Absolutely. I being on with you. I, this is a repeat session. You have been on before. We had a great show, but I wanted you back on again so we could extend our conversation a little bit, give some people, you know, some tools that they can actually use because I know we're, we're all, you know, worried about the holidays coming up and carrying those extra pounds and then we'll hit the new year and everybody wants to drop them then. So how are we going to survive all this? I think the meta-inflammation is what is happening to us. So if I set the stage and you can kind of complete this, uh, you know, we are, in, as, a, as a nation, as a world, I guess, even now, but as a nation, we are changed. Our foods, you know, supplies have changed. Uh, our foods are industrialized. Wheat and corn is now genetically modified. It's more inflammatory. You know, we have processed foods and sugars, lots of foods of convenience. Plus, we have a ton more stress than we used to, a ton more exposures environmentally. So we are different than we were, say, in the 80s even or in before, where our grandparents could eat the same stuff we think we're eating now and you know, be healthy, but that is not the way our bodies are. Can you explain meta-inflammation from your uh, nutritionist? Yes, yeah, and there's a lot of environmental. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it's one of the points that we need to make sure we discuss, and I guess I can mention it right now, organic foods help an awful lot in yeah. our experience. and. I hate that because I know organic foods are more expensive, can be. but to the extent that people can afford it, mm-hmm. it really helps right. because there are two main categories of food pesticides that are used very, I mean, they're the main, you know, what they use to control, you know, insects and weeds and fungal, yeah, you know, the weeds and things. Mm-hmm. So they get on our foods and, um, you know, that's why it's important to try and wash your food, but um, you really can't get all that coating of, of those pesticides off because right. they make them to be resistant to rain, yeah. you know, so mm-hmm. just rinsing them with water, you have to wash them with a, you know, like that fit, you know, food uh, spray or something like that. But even that 
it doesn't take care of all of it because it penetrates through the peeling, you know, the skin and yes. gets actually into the food. So uh, I recommend um, the Environmental Working Group web- mm-hmm. website. They A-W-G. have uh, Dirty Dozen and Clean 15, yes. and that helps save money. I mean, I even I use that because if I don't have to buy organic asparagus, for example, because it's not a highly um, sprayed crop this year, then that saves money. Right. You know, it saves a lot of money. So that's that's a helpful tool. But that's yeah, that's exactly it. There's I've seen the same thing, Marianne, mm-hmm. as a dietitian. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to do these ADA um, diets for people for weight loss and for diabetes management. And we pick a calorie level and we divvy up the calories between the proteins, fats and carbs. And we give them so many servings from each food group, you know, uh, per day. And it was actually a pretty easy tool. It was what the Richard Simmons deal a meal was based off of, you know. But um, I used to, I didn't have to go down to these lower calorie levels Mm -hmm. to get people to lose weight just something moderate 2000 calories for women right maybe sometimes 1800 and they would still lose weight and not today you know and the problem with going down to the lower even lower 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 calorie levels is that has side effects you know where um one of the horrible side effects of going too low chronically on calories Mm -hmm is we lose lean mass they've found so our muscle and even our bone right will lose because it switches us into a really catabolic but not in a good way state and it depends on the um the composition of your meals if they're fairly high carb but low calorie then you might not even lose that much fat Uh, and that's the horrible thing about it so yeah things have changed things have definitely changed Yes, they have. And so with that inflammation, when you go to your physician and you get your you know, laboratory done, I know a lot of physicians don't do the right type of laboratory, but what I do is something very extensive and I look at your hemoglobin A1C, which is a marker of are you diabetic, are you not? Uh, just looking at their fasting glucose, looking at your insulin levels, looking at your triglycerides, you know, there are so many things that you can look at that may not be put you into a a diagnosis category, you know, through some algorithm says, you know, if you are ABC equal diabetes, you know, we can find that inflammatory uh, component in you way before you have diabetes, like pre, pre, pre diabetes. That's the thing I have a hard time convincing people still, even though you're sitting here as a, you know, a medical professional with almost 30 years experience now. Yeah. But yeah, we have very large studies on that showing that long before you become a person with diabetes, you will have uh, all that inflammatory response from those elevated blood sugars creating damage in your system. Absolutely. And, you know, I know people care about not going blind and I know people care about not going into kidney failure, uh, but I don't know. It's still just sometimes like I think part of the issue is not enough practitioners, medical, conventional medical practitioners. um, We don't. Yeah. Well, that's it, because they think they see a a blood glucose of 90 and uh, they get normal. Oh, it's okay. You know, you're good. Well, actually, the studies show that for every one percent over 
85, Mm -hmm. you will have a 6% increased chance of developing diabetes over the next 10 years. So, you know, 6, 12, 18, 24, you know, that's 30% increased risk, even at a blood glucose of 90, you know, so it's, if we can get that down, we try to, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's, uh, it's important for the health of our tissue and for trying to be preventive of diabetes long before, you know, because usually, I mean, I know, I don't know what you see, but a lot of people are told, you know, even at a hundred, they're not really diabetic yet. They're told, you know, maybe they'll be told pre-diabetes, Maybe. And so like, well, pre, that doesn't sound like anything too bad. But boy, you get up to 100 on your blood glucose. You're an inflammation machine. You really and are. And that big sources of metaflammation is our response to, um, you know, the high glycemic foods in our diet. All right. And that is absolutely key. And people need to understand, no, you may not be diabetic now, but just that shining potential that I see underneath is driving this problem of weight gain for you. People get a new set point. So I'll give you me, for instance, when I gained, everybody knows I had gained up to 300 pounds at one point. My body likes to be about 145, fairly muscular, and I like to be about 145. And once I started that, you know, and I would gain up, let me back up, I would gain up to about, you know, 160 or so, but I could turn it around and lose fairly easily. Just go back and forth yeah. and back and forth. And you're taller too, so, Right, you know. right. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I carry it. I yeah. carry it fine. But what happened was my body developed, you know, after it became inflamed, I developed a new set point. So my new set point hit 225. So I would try to lose to 225 and my body wouldn't go any further because of all the inflammation. And then I I would turn around and gain right back up higher and keep dropping, but I could never get past that set point. So what I want people to understand is everybody, when you are inflamed, you have a new set point. That's why you can't get below it any further. Get back to your old college weight. Your body inflamed has that new set point. That's right. So how do we kick, you know, people like, well, I'll just diet and exercise and I'll start losing. No, if people come to me all the time and say, I've been working on this six, three to six months and I can't lose anything. It's because of that inflammation. So how do people turn it around? How do we hit that inflammatory effect with the higher sugars and the the higher triglycerides and, and, you know, all and get past it in order to start the weight loss cycle again? Okay. Um, yeah. So I think, and um, I put a, I gave you some slides, and you know we might be able to uh, show those. I'll have those uh, on the website. I'll put them on the yeah, website. Absolutely. And on the website. Yes. But I think one of the things that people always think about with lowering inflammation is they think eat more fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. and you know that's a good place to start. To start. Mm-hmm. It is actually a good place to start if you're not eating very many fruits and vegetables per day now that's one of the big things that you can just quickly go okay i have got to get on this and so that means big salads it means you know and and primarily vegetables because within that little eat more fruits and vegetables there is a little caveat and that is um with fruits being sweeter you know you were saying what we have today our conditions are different Well, with fruits, they're bred to their, you know, the way they develop them now. Juicier, sweeter. Yeah, to contain more sugar content and sweeter when we take that first bite or take eat that first grape. And those sugars are a problem. You know, they create um, too much blood sugar coursing through the bloodstream, even though they're natural sugars. 
fruit is a particular blend of the sugars where it's higher in fructose and fructose has a uh, some bad things that it can do sure. in our chemistry. It can become more um, where it causes uh, our body to make more cholesterol and lipids. Right. And it also turns off on uh, appetite. So that's one of the big things that's a problem with children is like the fruit roll-ups that are, even though it's fruit, that they're very high in fructose. Mm-hmm. They become um, where you you lose some appetite control right. and they're, they make us gain weight and they make lipids go up. So you really, and I, I hate to tell people, you know, even a natural food, you have to be careful, sure. but you really do. Sure. And I have had people eating seven, eight, nine, you know, 10 servings of fruit a day, sometimes almost in one fell swoop, right. you know, it right. was in an office, um, a, you know, a while back and people were at, that worked there were getting their lunch. And one of the people just got out this big bowl of fruit. And I mean, it was huge. And that was lunch. Yeah. And I was like, wow, you yeah. know, not yeah. counterbalanced with any proteins or fats or anything that's sure. um, on a regular basis. You know, if you did that once in a while, it wouldn't be the end of the world. But if that's kind of how you're eating because you think it's going to be healthy and you love fruit, yeah. I do have to, you know, caution people, watch fruit, you know. So I, I tell people vegetables are free. You know, you can do the vegetable yeah. side. If you do uh, the fruit, stay in the berries and, you know, the peas, corn, carrots, potatoes, uh, breads, pastas. Those are the things I join tell people to do a lot less of. And also I include like bananas and things like that, very starchy, but um, but if you can stay more in the berries and and uh, the more complex uh, and and then really hammer the vegetables, I think that is is really good too. Well, our diet materials, we give people a list of the fruits, and and we use the it's the diabetes exchanges because yeah. that's a that's a good way to get an idea of quantity. You know, if you have grapes, for example, it only takes you know with the larger grapes that you find most of the time in the stores today. Yeah. It only takes about eight grapes to get 15 grams of carb. Wow. 15 grams is what- Not a handful. Considered a serving. Yeah, so it's literally- Don't tear the, off the thing and eat the little, yeah. little strands of grapes, you know, here that's just- my, Here goes my landline ringing. Yeah, gotta be careful. Is that, uh, can you hear the, my phone in the background? Sorry no, about don't worry about that. No, take don't worry about it. Okay. You're good. So, um, you know, but you can have like a whole one and a half cups of watermelon to mm-hmm. get 15 grams of carbs. So that's, you know, that's a big difference from this little. Right. So look at your portion sizes. That's, yeah, portion yeah. size. So it's the same right. with like a um, on a banana, a large banana mm-hmm. is about 30 grams. So that's half, higher. Half. Four. Half, you know, half, that's why right. people are. But, you know, I have a, a high protein cereal high protein, low carb that I use sometimes I eat for breakfast. Sometimes I like a little bit of banana on it. So I cut it in half and it tastes good. And you get variety and you get the, you know, I mean, bananas are a great source of potassium and other nutrients. Mm -hmm. If you eat them slightly green, they're high in resistant Mm -hmm. starch. Very good for you. So, yeah. And what I found was when people just got to eating berries all the time, um, because we've got, and we're going to get to this, we've got the gut health issue affecting so many people. Mm-hmm. When they ate a lot of berries, they could end up becoming reactive to, to them because right, that's all they were eating for exactly. a fruit. So variety and switching it up and rotating foods can be helpful. So sometimes it helps having that portion size information. And if any of your listeners want to look it up, you just look up 
diabetes food exchanges and get your fruit list and you've got the information, you know, uh, for any fruit you would want, what's the amount to equal that 15 grams of carb, which is, uh, we use a method called carb counting to help people manage their high glycemic foods. So, uh, you know, a half a banana would be one carb right, serving right, for your day. And right. you try and figure out what your tolerance is, right. you know. And we're going to come up on our, our break or for uh, the, the okay. break fairly soon, if you can believe that. It always goes so fast. But I'm going to make sure a lot of these links and things are on the website. If you have a nice little oatmeal or high-protein cereal, a little recipe you want to shoot me or something, I'll put something okay. like that. I also want to yeah. make sure that everybody knows that they can go to metaboliccode.com. And this is where you are available. Available, and a lot of information is available, something that you yes. and I and, and uh, your great husband, Jim Laval, and, and Ray Solano up in PD Labs and all, you know, have worked on for uh, patients to be able to, to see me if necessary. But if not, see see Jim, see you, you know, uh, get a full benefit of learning about their health and, and how to eat correctly and all. And I want us to talk about intermittent fasting and, and fasting on, uh, fasting mimicking on the other side of the brain. Okay. And we actually have a, a free carb counting tool on our website great. that people yeah. Perfect. Just put in your email and it'll we'll, it'll get sent for free. That's awesome. So yeah, I'll put that up there too. And the website is DRP betterlife.com of course i have that branch out to metabolic code i'll have all of those websites listed uh but drp betterlife.com and so we're going to take a short break come back on the other side and talk about that and uh thank you laura we'll be right back fatty liver is linked to two different situations alcohol and diabetes or obesity in both cases patients can have no symptoms in the united states and in particular texas the most common cause of liver disease in general is non-alcoholic fatty liver again associated with overweight obesity and or diabetes additional risk factors include high cholesterol high blood pressure hispanic ethnicity and postmenopausal status at Pinnacle Clinical Research, we offer a quick, non-invasive, ultrasound-based screening assessment called FibroScan. This test is done at no cost to you, and we do not take insurance. The test will measure the fat and stiffness in your liver and state your risk and development of fatty liver disease. You will meet with a provider immediately following your scan to go over your results. If you're interested in getting more information on your liver health, please call 210-529-7978 and schedule your FibroScan today. We are conveniently located in the Medical Center at 5109 Medical Drive. Welcome back, everybody. Dr. Marianne Pinkston here, and I am talking with Laura Laval, who is a diet, dietitian nutritionist. You're a, a nutritionist. Yes, we, well, we always went by dietitian, and yeah. then they, um, you know, a lot of people don't really understand what right. dietitian exactly was. Like, are you in food service? So now they call them registered dietitian nutritionist right, because right. it is the only um bachelor's degree in nutrition and the only way to become uh, nationally recognized yeah. in the field of nutrition. Which so you are, and you are also have an integrative twist, which I love yeah. because I think yes. we get a lot deeper into whole health and, and real solutions based on that integrated principle. But so you were, uh, you, you and I were discussing just a minute ago about the fasting mimicking and, and you were about to talk about some uh, studies of heart disease. Tell me about yeah, so the number one killer still in the United States, men and women, is heart disease. Mm-hmm. And so there have been very large studies done to find out 
what exactly is contributing to heart disease? Because people are, you know, we did too good of a job years ago when it seemed like it was cholesterol and fats in the diet that were creating this problem. And now, you know, people still think it's just that, you know, when in reality, what the studies have found is the number one thing um, creating heart disease, weight gain, inflammation is the over intake of high glycemic foods. And it's not just the fact that they're, you know, and that's the refined flours, white flour that makes almost, you know, even when breads say whole grain, a lot of times it's white flour with some whole grain stuff. They're getting better now than they used to be. But, you know, you go to any restaurant, you're very few of them are serving, you know, really good whole grain, high fiber. And the reason is because those types of breads are coarser. You know, they're dry, a little drier. You know, most people, it you know, they don't care for them. Exactly. You know, yeah. now they're coming out with better ways to increase the fiber and lower the glycemic impact of those foods. But even Just when you do it. that, yeah, it's still way higher than, you know, protein does not elevate blood sugar. Very little blip on blood glucose. And that's the whole thing is you're trying not to get these really huge spikes in your blood sugar after you eat. Right. So think of a sandwich, a burger and fries. You have a little bit of protein. You have a lot of fat usually. And then you have those, whatever size of bun, whether even if it's a smaller bun, it's about 30 grams of carb. And then a lot, whatever, even a small thing of fries is a good 30, 40 grams mm-hmm. of carb. Mm-hmm. So think about then if you go to like some of the sandwich places and you have this huge bun and maybe you have some chips or something with it. Sure. It's just too much. Right, it is. You go out to dinner and you have a huge plate of pasta or a huge plate of rice with, you know, whatever stir fry on it. You really have to learn to reduce the portion sizes on high glycemic foods and do everything you can to switch out to better options. You know, a lot of people think wraps are better. Some of those wraps are huge. They are. Look at the nutrition information. There's maybe 70 grams of, you know, carb or more in some of these wraps. So it takes a little effort. It takes, you know, learning how to eat a new way instead of getting the sandwich. If you have to eat out for lunch, you eat a salad and a cup of soup or something, you know, a very large salad, you know, so you can get full. But it just takes a little time. But you do learn the tricks of, you know, kind of being real protein and vegetable centric with your meal, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then it's the little add-ons with that, you know, healthy fats. So things like avocado, olive oil, nuts, uh, olive oil based salad dressings. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. Yes, so that yeah. is the number one thing is learning how to cut down that carb. Yeah. And I'll, I'll put that in real quick because a lot of people usually want to know, well, how much carb should I have? Right. And it really takes trial and error for you to find out. So what we have people do is cut down to a baseline, maybe only eat one or two for women, you know, high glycemic carb servings a day. So that would be like maybe one starchier food, like some crackers or something and one fruit serving. Or if you want a little bit uh, bigger of a portion of rice, let's say at dinner, and that's your carb for the day, right. you know? Um, but it's, it's a matter of learning how to eat that new lower glycemic way. So protein and vegetables, like you said, vegetables are free. The healthy fats don't make an impact on blood glucose. And that's what people have kind of learned is you can eat much higher in fat and still lose weight. Mm-hmm. That was the shocking thing to people. But we don't want to go keto like we talked about exactly. before. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Carbs are but not that's... evil. It's just what carbs you're eating. And 
And I intend to have that. I'll have uh, that some links for the diabetic exchange, also for a good glycemic index table and a little bit of an explanation there, because I think that is absolutely key. And I tell patients to stay. We've only got about two minutes left, but I'll, I tell patients to stay at about, you know, your, your calories, don't cut them back too far. Uh, about, you know, like you say, women, about 1,800 or so, but make it about 40% protein, you know, 40% fat and uh, 20% carb. Do not drop your carbs off and go low carb. But just make sure they are low on the glycemic index and mostly vegetable related. That's just a very simple start right there. Even at 20% carb, a lot of people, if you're, if you're into keto and thinking keto is like the helpful thing, uh, you will go in and out of ketosis even at 20% carb. That's what the studies find. So you might not be in a sustained. And really, the studies also find you don't need to be in sustained ketosis to lose weight. In Absolutely. fact, staying up out of it because when you go too low, you tend to become pro-inflammatory then, the very yep. thing you're trying not to do. Yeah. And, you, you know, so what? Muscle. Yeah, yeah. You and, you know, it's actually people a little bit higher. They found even in the 20, maybe even up nudging up toward 30% range, yep. they have much higher ratings on there, like how they feel, like their feelings of right. vitality being right. a little bit higher. And craveless and, too. You know, cravings are important. Yes. So, right. Well, well it, if you try to go that low, you're limiting even your, um, you're limiting even your, uh, you know, your low glycemic vegetables. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that. You want all the antioxidants that you can get. Right. So like you said, load up on those. And that's really the difference. And people go, oh, okay, I get it. So yeah. for my, let's say a dinner, I'll have two or three vegetables and a small portion of my high, you know, starchy food, whether it's a potato, sweet potato, rice, whatever, the portion is small and much bigger portions on your vegetables and um, right. probably right. a little bigger on your protein Those are easy, as well. Easy rules that you can do. Well, we have hit the end. I always hate that because you are always a wealth of information. I need you for several hours, but you can find uh, Laura Laval on drpbetterlife.com, which will lead you to metaboliccode.com. And we will have a lot of information for you guys there. And uh, Laura, as always, I appreciate you coming on. You're such a wealth of knowledge. I need you to come on again with me but thank you so much it's fun thank you awesome okay everybody have a nice week we'll see you again next week have a good day thank you too you've been enjoying the better life with dr marianne pinkston for more information go to drpthebetterlife.com that's drpthebetterlife.com and listen next week for the better life with dr pinkston Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com